This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. All right, all right. Good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt, your host today. With me, I have Chris Johnson. Pastor Chris, how you doing? I am great. How are you doing, Pastor Matt? I'm doing really good. Awesome. We had some great weather this past week, did we not? I love it. I mean, it was just the stuff of dreams. I wish it would just stay forever. <laughs> I have northern blood, so all the, you know, it's it's just surprising to me how uh, adapted we can get to heat and then everybody's freezing cold. A lot of, I've seen that around, but to me, I've never gotten adapted to the heat, so bring yeah. on the cold. Yeah, I, I've been loving it. It's just been great, and it's just going to stay great. Honestly, yes. like we're going to have no more than high of like 80, and Come on. you know, it's just going to be nice for golf. Oh, come okay. On. There you go. Disc golf. Disc golf. Yes. Golf with a ball, like all <laughs> all the golfs. You know? you know, I never called it ball golf until I started playing disc golf. Oh, really? And now I call it. You that. call it ball golf. I call it ball <laughs> golf. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what's been up with your life these days? Um, you know, just serving Jesus, uh, decorating for Christmas this week. Um, all sorts of fun stuff, man. I, I love this time of year. I love being able to point to the gospel. I mean, this is a time when people's hearts are open to the good news of why Jesus came for them. And um, so I don't know, man. It's just fun. It's fun doing ministry. It's fun doing life as family. And yeah, lots going on. What have you been up to? Same stuff, but what do you think the toughest things to deal with at Christmas time is? Oh, the toughest, the schedule, um, you know, there's a lot to do. There's, I mean, even fun things can be stressful, you know, lots of events, parties for hosting, marshmallows for roasting, and <laughs> all the things like the song. Um, I think just the calendar is the hardest thing to just make sure that you schedule downtime, schedule time for the things that matter most and that you get it all done and that you don't, I think one of the hardest things is keeping your perspective on the fact that this is a privileged life. Yeah. And if you remember that these are very good problems to have, you know, I think that's important. And I think for me, that's just my personal one. There's a lot of other struggles we could talk about. But I think staying focused on Jesus and in peace, I think that's a big struggle that we have to work for. Yeah. In fact, I think there's something in the chapter today that I think will help us uh, deal with Christmas season, yeah. Thanksgiving, yep. uh, New Year's, all the major holidays and I think there's some great things in the chapter that will actually help us with that because, you know, uh, for us, I don't think either of us have uh, sadness during the holidays. I, I don't know. I don't have any no. uh, close family members that that have passed during this time. I right. mean, my grandparents passed and things like that. But, see, you know, I don't have any, like, younger family members. Like, some people have their spouse has passed or their uh, parent has has passed and it's the holidays can be tough. Christmas can be really tough. And yep. so I think that uh, we've got some things that will help you today with that in That's first good. Corinthians chapter 10, as we prepare ourselves, because you know, it's, it's an onslaught, like, yeah. especially if you want to avoid the holidays, like if you want to avoid Christmas, you want to avoid those That's types real. of things. Yep. It's hard because it's everywhere. So Hopefully these things will help you today and uh, that you'll be blessed. We've got some amazing things happening at East Coast over Christmas time. I mean, this weekend uh, coming up soon, we have a Thanksgiving parade in Vieira. Sweet. We're going to participate in that. And it's going to be awesome. I'm telling you what, it's going to be really great. We're actually taking over a property in Vieira where we've purchased five acres. We're taking over like the front of that. 
We're going to have food, hangout time, bring your chairs, get there early, 4 o'clock, because it's going to be a lot of traffic. There There can be eight to 10,000 people that gather on that corner wow. for the parade specifically. And so we're just going to be there and, and, and just have a good time and really reach out to the community, and it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have incredible Christmas services. Um, the th- second Sunday, the third Sunday, and the fourth Sunday of December, because the first Sunday of December is actually part of Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. So we're starting Christmas on the 8th, all of our Christmas celebrations. And then Christmas Eve, we have incredible Christmas Eve service times. And I think we're doing 14, 15, somewhere in that ballpark, Christmas Eve services, yep. including some Christmas Eve Eve. That's right. And so if you are maybe considering going somewhere else for Christmas Eve because you wanted to spend some time with your family, traditional somewhere, go to Orlando or you're traveling, but you're going to be there like on that Monday, Christmas Eve Eve, come visit us. But you're going to have to get tickets and all of that. That'll be available soon online yes. uh, at eccc.us. And the why we do tickets is because we've over... But we've overfilled our auditoriums, and we've had to turn people away. Which is and, not fun. Which is terrible. <laughs> it's like, Merry Christmas, and yeah, We leave. feel like the innkeeper. We yeah. don't want to feel like that guy. Right. And so we don't – because of that, uh, we always do tickets now just so you can preserve a seat, and they're totally free. I mean, it's just a seat. That's all it is. And yeah. you can use them as invitations and invite your friends and family to that. So really love for you to be a part of that. And honestly, it's all gearing up for uh, next year in January um, as we just keep going and, and growing and just doing amazing things for the Lord as people just join in to the community and join up with, with as a church, as, yeah. as a church here in Bavard County who's, who's doing great things. And um, Chris, can you let everybody know how to be a part of Morning Breath? Absolutely. You know, as Pastor Matt mentioned, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 10 today, and we'd love to invite you to make a half of reading the chapter with us here that we are studying every day in, on Morning Breath. And so if you want to just partner with us reading that chapter at night, reading it in the morning, uh, it's a couple simple ways you can get that. If you go to eccc.us, you can scroll down on our website and find the Morning Breath banner and actually see a listing of all the chapters that we're going to be heading into. We've also got a podcast. You can check us out on your iTunes podcast, or if you get the ECC app, it just says East Coast app in your app store. You can also connect with us that way. Or if you want a Morning Breath guide mailed to you, just call us, 321-452-1060, and uh, you can request your morning breath guide. We'll email or snail mail that to you, however you want to do that. And we've also got a page on YouTube, so we're out there. Come find us, come partner, and come do life with us. That's right. And if we don't, you know, if I don't talk to you soon, happy Thanksgiving. Yes. It's in two days, which is amazing. Eat some turkey. Eat some prime ribs or whatever you cook. (laughs) Well, hey, why don't we head into the chapter today? We've got 1 Corinthians chapter 10, a masterful uh, chapter here again by Paul. And we've got 33 verses. Pastor Matt, how would you like uh, to do this? I think you'd like to go second. I read last. That's what I thought. I've never read first. (laughs) Never read first. Well, there's a good break after verse 17. Would you like me to just go through that in the uh, New Living? That sounds wonderful, Chris. All right. All right. Let's make that happen. But I'm going to need some help, brother. I must say unto you. Pastor Chris, read, sir. First Corinthians 10. I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food, and all of them drank the same spiritual water. For they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. 
These things happened as a warning to us so that we would not crave evil things as they did or worship idols as some of them did. As the scriptures say, the people celebrated with feasting and drinking and they indulged in pagan revelry. And we must not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did, causing 23,000 of them to die in one day. Nor should we put Christ to the test as some of them did and then died from snake bites. And don't grumble as some of them did and then were destroyed by the angel of death. These things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So, my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. You are reasonable people. Decide for yourselves if what I'm saying is true. When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? And when we break the bread, aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? And though we are many, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. Uh, Verse 18, right? Yep. Consider the people of Israel. Do not those who eat the sacrifices participate in the altar? Do I mean then that food sacrificed to an idol is anything or that an idol is anything? No, but the sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons, not to God. And I do not want you to be in participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of a demon too. You cannot have both in part of the Lord's table and the table of demons. Are we trying to arouse the Lord's jealousy? Are we stronger than he? I have the right to do anything, you say. But not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Eat anything sold in the meat market without raising questions of conscience, for the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. If an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you want to go, eat whatever is put before you without raising questions of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it both for the sake of the one who told you and for the sake of conscience. I'm referring to the other person's conscience, not yours. For why is my freedom being judged by another's conscience? If I take part in a meal with thanksgiving, why am I denounced because of something I thank God for? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way. For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. Amen. Amen. Yeah, wow. Good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, In the beginning, I was talking a little bit about some things that would help you during the Christmas season. And uh, I love this verse in verse 4. The same They all drank from the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Yet, during this time, they had trouble pleasing the Lord because of mostly their grumbling and complaining um, and their focus on what they didn't have and their lack of obedience, really even their lack of wanting to press in to uh, what God was doing. And, and in the days of Moses, they, uh, they really just said, Moses, you be our connection with God. Right. Like, we're going to just hang over here. You figure it out. And tell us what he says. <laughs> tell us what he says, Moses. And uh, they didn't press into the Lord. And there's a principle in life, like 
uh, there's these ups and downs seasons that we have, and some people like even call it roller coaster Christianity. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, yeah. right? It's it's like basically, you know, you have these big upswings and everything's great, and it's revival, and it's summer camp as a teenager, and and you know, beautiful this and wonderful that, and then you have these followed almost you know synonymously by these big low times that come in right behind it and so you're up and you're down and you're up and you're down in life and I want to present to you a different uh, perspective that life really isn't a series of ups and downs but I look at life more like um, two tracks on a, and a train is on the track and on the and, and one of the tracks is the good things in your life one of the tracks is the negative things in your life and let's look at that one track that's good that's the rock that's Christ that's who you carry with you he's providing all these great things for you. The other track is just the challenges of life, the the negative things that come along, the things that the enemy would want to come in to kill, steal, and destroy, the consequences of your poor decisions, you know, just the fact that we live on a fallen earth that is touched by sin. And you're traveling down this track simultaneously experiencing both, okay? You're experiencing good things and tragedy. Even when you're going through the biggest tragedy of your life, you're actually experiencing good things at the same time. Yep. And the key is, where is your focus? Is your focus on the good things and being thankful for the good things, or is your focus on the things that are poor and wrong? If you keep with you the rock that is Christ with you, and your focus is on him, uh, then you tend to be much more positive. Uh, you tend to deal with your struggles in a much more healthy way. You tend to react to poor situations. Uh, you tend to make much better decisions because um, mostly in life isn't what happens to us, uh, how our life is, the trajectory of our life is rather, but really the trajectory of our life is controlled more by what we do with what happens to yes, us, that's right. what decisions we make based on the experiences that we have. It, it, it isn't this, you know, that our life is so blessed that we're ha- we have a great attitude. No, it's that we deal with these situations appropriately. And so I would say this Christmas time, carry Christ like a rock with you, like the rock of your foundation and, and carry him through the tough times, carry him through the good times, carry him through the challenging moments, carry him through... You know, when you go over to family's house and they're driving you nuts, you know, uh, carry them then. Mm. Or you can carry whatever comes your way and, you know, lose your focus and wow. have a bad attitude. I love that. And you, there you go. You went right into what we discussed about your perspective. Um, it is easy to focus on the stress. That's one train track, the stress. And you know what? Stress comes in lots of forms. There's even good stress. Hosting a big event with people you love can be very stressful to pull off. Um, But then there's the blessed track, you know. Um, Am I going to focus on the stressed track or the blessed track? And I think that's so beautiful. We talked about in in verse 4 that the rock traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. You know, and and you you look at this this first section of verses. Let's just talk about how blessed God's people are because are they they running for their lives? Yes. Have they been through trauma as slaves in Egypt? Yes. We could could just sit here and talk about the trials of life that they've been through, but look what the chapter reminds us of. He says, I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. Yeah, the wilderness is not fun, but what was happening in that place? They were guided by a cloud. Let's let's think about that for a second. 
If you like to do outdoor things, Pastor Matt, I know you love to play ball golf, and I <laughs> I do too, uh, but I think I love disc golf more because I'm better at it, right? We like things that we're better yeah. at. But I love days when I'm out there in the Florida heat mm-hmm. and there's a cloud that's kind of cooling me off like 10 degrees. It's just oh, cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, you feel how cool it is? And you know, God will, will, will often cool us off in the midst of the heat. They're running through the desertness, through the desert wilderness, and he's guiding them with a cloud. He's literally providing shade for them. God is, is, how cool is it to follow God, literally speaking? And I think one of the cool things that we can look at is that God often um, conditions your environment to ease the pain for you, and we, we forget that. God is actually taking pressure off of us oftentimes. He is a, he is a comforter, and he, here we are being comforted in the wilderness, so let's not forget that even in the midst of our pain, God God wants to comfort us. Two, uh, they were they were able to pass through a sea. You know what? You can look at an impossible challenge, and you can see God actually wants to take you right through it. Most of us like to avoid adversity, but God actually wants to lead you through it and watch you look back at it and say, "I conquered that with Him. We did this together." And so, like again, a reminder that even in my adversity, even when I'm staring at a sea in front of me and I don't know how I'm going to get through this, and I feel like that thing that's chasing me is about to take my life and take me out, God's going to make a way for you. He is a way maker. And so, you know, you look at these things and how are we going to focus? I want to focus on God wants to comfort me. He wants to guide me. He wants to make a way in all of my impossible challenges. He literally wants to quench every thirst from himself. He wants to be that fountain of living water, that rock that I carry with me. It's a powerful perspective, and it really will help us to uh, walk through this holiday season with our eyes on Jesus. I love the picture of the cloud by day and the fire by night. Yeah. I mean, that really, that really says it. And, you know, what changes uh the environment is the lord like yes. the fire by night the the desert is extreme temperatures in the evening yes. cold right yes. and extreme temperatures of heat during the day right yeah and so the 10 degrees drop from a cloud awesome you know yeah rain amazing yep nighttime you need fire yep and you need light you know when you when you talk about night in the desert like in these days oh, when yeah. this was happening, there was there was no light. You know, I mean, it was pitch black. Right. And, you know, the light was the moon. Right. And so um, and the freezing cold temperatures. And so you have this cl- this fire at night that is providing you with light in a very dark place and with heat when you desperately need it. And I love that picture. Um, and really, I think this picture that's been building in me is that prayer actually is the thing in our life that that is like that cloud by day and that fire by night. It actually changes our perspective yep. and it allows us to see and operate in these different types of, of uh, situations in our life. And when we're, when we're feeling the heat, you know, it's like we're, we're frying at, at work. It's tough. It's hard. There's family heat, family fights, marriages on the rocks, whatever that might be. The finances yeah. are being super stressed. You know, what, what are you just going to work harder? Are you just going to like run faster in the middle of the desert? No, you need to cool off. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what prayer does for us. It allows us to get the Holy Spirit involved and the the presence of Jesus. The Bible actually says that when two or three gather together, uh, I am in the midst of them. And that is Jesus talking. And that's different because I don't always think of Jesus in my presence. I I think about the spirit of the Lord in my presence, but Jesus is like, I'm going to be in your presence. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? Okay. That's different. Jesus actually shows up in presence in your midst when two or three gather and they, in, in, 
in what? In prayer, in the name of the Lord? Absolutely. And so here's what's happening is you come together, you pray, you you know, come to church, you pray, pray at home, and all of a sudden the cloud by day, the fire by night, this this pictorial thing that happened in the Old Testament is happening right mm. now, today in your life. And I love that picture, Chris, of it yeah. shielding you from the extremes yes. in the world. And there is a there's a great verse in here that I've I've taken to my life and said, no temptation is going to overtake you essentially. Yeah. Like that extreme heat. Come on. Like I'm going to die. It's going to kill me. No, it, God won't allow anything in this world. That's too hot to handle for Mm. you. Um, even in death, like the worst thing that can happen to people is dying. Yeah. There is victory in death. Right. And so we're not saying everything's going to be easy and you're just going to muscle through it all. No, it's, I'm doing the opposite. Actually, there's going to be some tough things, Yep. but in the middle of trouble, God is there for you. He is providing for you. Uh, he will provide you with the finances. He'll provide you with the wisdom to make those, Mm. the extra energy to work, you know, a second job or a third job. God provides, uh, those type of opportunities for us without him. It's striving. Yeah. With him, though, there's a stewarding of the gifts that God has given you yep. and the blessings that you're receiving. You know, I like that you talked about how prayer changes the environment. We think about in cold weather, an air conditioning unit um, helps us normalize those extremes and make us more comfortable. And obviously by turning yeah. the heat on in and hot and weather. taking the humidity out of the air. Exactly. And in hot weather, it's doing the same thing, and it's keeping us in that range. And we say this around here all the time. Have we prayer conditioned this yet? You know, because it does. It changes everything. It gets the, the spiritual activity of heaven involved in our perspective and to say, hey, that's right. Jesus is with us. And if God is for us, who could be against us? So what? I'm in a wilderness. It, you know, it's it, it's like Elisha said, yeah, we're on a battlefield and we look outnumbered in the natural. But actually, if we're prayerful and spiritually perceptive, there are more with us than there are with them. And this battle is already won in Jesus' name. Yep. That's a heavenly perspective. And that's where we're called to live, not focusing on what is seen or heard or felt with our senses. Yeah, the extreme are real and they hit us. They hit us in our pocketbook. They hit us in our emotions. But man, there's a heavenly reality and our feet are planted on earth, but our hearts are touching heaven. And as soon as we can get to praying in those environments, we can begin to prayer condition everything that we go through. Yeah. And you know, I think another thing that happens to our perspective is we're more concerned about this moment in time than we are about God's plan. Yeah. And his His includes eternity. Yeah. We get so like zeroed in on this week. Like, what do I need for this week and this month? And even this year, we're just like, ah, I gotta do it. God, you gotta come through. Oh Lord Jesus. But for, for me, I don't know about you, but most of the things that I spend time worrying about, if I was to fast forward one year from now, even if that thing went totally South and it totally bombed, I wouldn't even be concerned with it in one year from now, it wouldn't even etch into my mind haggling over a $50 bill, you know, like you get an extra $50 water uh, on top of your water bill. Cause right. three of your toilets are leaking or whatever, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or what, what your kids leaves, leaves on a faucet. It runs for three straight days oh. and your, your water bill <laughs> goes up 50 bucks and you're like, what, you know, you're like panic mode, right? One year you don't even it doesn't even register in, yep. into your mindset, but yet we allow the enemy to strip us of our peace. Mm. That's not to say we should 
not care and waste money and who, you know, 50 bucks, who cares? No, that's, that's, that's important, you know, being good stewards of what we have. But we shouldn't waste our peace yeah. one split second. Because I'll tell you this, you will be motivated to do dumb things when you're motivated by a lack of peace. Mm. And I'll tell you what, in a year from now, you will regret that because you will exhaust your body, you'll exhaust your mind, you'll exhaust your soul, and, and someone's going to have to kind of slap you in the face and say, <laughs> cut it out. Yep. Been there. Right? Done it. Me yep. too. Many a time. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Well, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531, Barfield Contracting. Treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Hey guys, so so much fun to be able to get together this morning and really put our perspective in the right place. Obviously the holidays can kind of accentuate emotion. We talked a little bit about Christmas, but obviously as it's Thanksgiving week, um, maybe just wanted to share some closing thoughts here. You know, it's 
Uh, it's incredibly important that we stay grounded in the goodness of God. Pastor Matt talks so well about the two train tracks. And something we've done as a family is as we've hung our artificial tree and uh, hung it, um, decorated it, set it up, and hung the ornaments on it, Oftentimes, what we'll do as a family is we our previous tree, we had to put the branches in, um, and it was a lot more work. This, the new one we have, we just get to hang the ornaments on it. It kind of unfolds. But as you hang an ornament, you say, Jesus, thank you for this this year. Mm. Thank you for meeting our needs financially this mm. year. Thank you for how much debt we were able to pay off this year. Thank you for the great memories we had. Like literally, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be work, but I'll tell you what, thankfulness is an art and it's a beautiful thing. And it's literally, the Bible says, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus and be thankful. So let's get into God's will this week as we gather. Let's we've get done thanks. it too at Thanksgiving dinner where we've where each person has said something they're thankful about everyone yep. at the table, like as a family. So it's good. such a great time to focus on Thanksgiving. We yeah. really want to encourage you to do that. It'll change your perspective. Spend some time loving one another and being thankful for what God has done in your life. Yeah. Amen. It'll change your Christmas. Yeah, it will. Yep. Well, we- God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to Morning Breath. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.